Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Electricpreneur Secrets, the premium service electricians podcast. We're here with you five days a week to help you master sales, simplify pricing, and deliver premium level electrical service. Joseph, would it be wrong of us to want to do that for these folks listening and tuning in with us today? No, sir, it would not. Premium level service is what every person should be striving towards because that is the place of electrical perfection. I love that, man. How was your weekend? You know what? I love what I do. So I'm just going to say it was a decent weekend. I got some sleep, but I got a lot of family time and that's what matters most. What about you, brother? Yeah, definitely. You know what? I uh, I started doing a little overlanding this weekend. Mm, Maybe nice. late in the season. I had to take care of us, the family side too. And uh, you know what, guys? If you're watching this, let me know if you like to go four by fouring and do a little camping, even in the fall. Mm-hmm. Up here in Canada, Joe, you know it gets a little cold, but mm-hmm. pleasant enough for, for me, the pleasant peasant. And I had a great time. We were lakeside, man, watching the stars get up in the morning, have a dip in a cold lake. Nothing wakes you up. Nothing better, man. I love it. Absolutely I it. love it. So I can get behind that. It sounds awesome. We got a great topic this week. Again, exception to the first hire is the name of today's episode, episode 168, mm-hmm. if you can believe that. Like we're going for uh, how many weeks are left in the year? Do you know that? Honestly, don't know off top of hand, but it's one of those things where I give our, I get, I do have to give us credit, even though I don't like giving ourselves credit. <laughs> it's one of those things where to say to show up live 168 times in one year, it's pretty, pretty impressive, especially since there's no outtakes. People are just getting the, this is the raw, awkward selves that we are sending in full send. You know, and if I'm proud of anything, it's the fact that we haven't edited a single episode yet. Mm-hmm. Unedited. We're just here. Like we said before, no band-aids here with the real fixes to help you guys through your journey and make the best out of your situation, which of course is likely on the path to becoming a premium service electrician. Mm -hmm. So this week, we wanted to follow up last week's topic with that first hire, the CSR, and help Mm -hmm. you guys with that understanding of, okay, well, where do we go from there? So if we could start with a little bit, just a touch of a recap, Joe, I feel like that would be valuable for anyone that may have missed last week or had too great of a weekend, haven't been thinking about the podcast for a few days, which is totally Mm -hmm. possible too. So we were suggesting that office role first. Now, why was that again? So the main reason was when you look at the inverse org chart, you'll find that the owner is this precarious pyramid point that everything else seems to focus on. And most businesses don't last very well because as you go higher and wider and wider on that without widening the base, it starts to become able to topple very quickly. Mm. So when you hire your first office staff position, what that does is adds a second pillar at the bottom with you. Because what you're able to do is delegate tasks that are not in your queen bee role So you can say things like, all right, I'm having you answer the phones, but I'm also having you do outbounds, but I'm also having you now, even if it's not going to phones, you're going to be coordinating with the utility companies, with the towns, with fuel providers, with any kind of permit, all different things you can do that you would have had to do now can get properly delegated to someone who will give a better experience to the client and let you give a better experience as well because you're able to focus what's in your lane best. That three-dimensional client experience. I love mm-hmm. that. 
And so we even had a couple of clients and other people go, well, I'm sorry, I hired in the field first. Mm-hmm. Now, just to add a little spice to this, if you had an office manager to help you with the second hire that we're going to suggest all week long here and talking about your next hires, they'd be able to support that onboarding, mm-hmm. support your specific SOPs for your business, support that that culture shift and embracing that new person on your team. Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty important piece. Otherwise, you're back to the inverse org chart holding all the weight on your own. And that's heavy mm-hmm. on your shoulders alone. I yeah. can't blame you for that, especially now to go out and train your next hire, train that person in the field while still trying to manage coming back to all the weight of all those office work on the business tasks that are crippling you essentially and being the vampires to your livelihood. Mm-hmm. Here was the exception. If you knew someone that you had worked with a bunch before, if someone already knew your style, if someone already understood your culture, if they already understood your vision, your mission, if they already understood your standard operating procedures that you haven't even articulated yet, then could it be a good idea, Joe, to bring that person in to help you start installing and start training up the ladder in your business? I mean, yes, that person does sound like a unicorn for a lot of people who are listening. So I just want to play devil's advocate for all those who are listening, because a lot of that argument could be, well, yes, if we found the perfect person, where would that person be? Mm -hmm. Right. But what we've seen from a lot of our clients already is that, Hey, I have an apprentice that I worked with at an old shop. Hey, I have a supervisor who wants to come and work for me. Hey, I have another person that we used to train together and they now said, Hey, you're on your own. Let's do something. So if you've had that previous touch point, that's where these people usually are. They're not all under a rock. They're out working for someone else. Yeah, Uh, exactly. And you likely didn't have to do a bunch of recruiting for that person, Mm -hmm. which is where we suggested before where a lot of all stars lie the people that would be congruent with your future, that would be congruent to help you with your day-to-day operations. That's Mm -hmm. a really important distinguishment. What I'd like to point out is from that perspective, people can come together almost like yourself and myself, Joe, and be partner to an operation. Yep. Now, I've heard lots of people say partnerships are the fastest sinking ships, but you know what? Don't listen to what we say. Watch what we do. Mm-hmm. There's tons of evidence suggesting that partnerships can be powerful too when done correctly. Correct. And so in this shift, in this exception to the first hire, I almost want to apply some of the partnership principles to help people decide whether that first hire is an acceptable risk or not. Mm-hmm. I think it's what a great way of going into it. One of the reasons I can say that we work together so well and this will work um, generally, unanimously across the board, is uh, Joe is not me. I am not Joe. We're very different people, but we share values. Mm -hmm. We share a vision and a mission. So if you have that congruency, that's actually really powerful. The reason I started with us not being the same people is if we were the same people with the same strengths, how effective would this company be as a well-rounded venture? It wouldn't. It would literally be like a single edged knife. Yeah, it'll work, but it's not going to be as effective as if you had that other edge. 
even I've contemplated this with the podcast and actually I spoke to this and about this with my partner over a campfire on the weekend while looking at the stars. And it's very interesting, but I've said, you know, even the podcast would be different if we shared the strengths. Mm -hmm. If we had the same experience, same strengths, this podcast would actually be a debate channel. Mm -hmm. And we would go back and forth about the technical and we'd be making our audience actually more of the technical jargon perfectionist electricians than less than and the more uh, strategic electricians with simple language that I feel we encourage today. I agree. That and makes no sense. one wants, yeah, no one wants to be in a situation where like you're just listening to two people argue about technical specifics. I mean, some people are into that and I wouldn't blame you for it, but we're not here to make you tighten the screw better. We're here to make you communicate your service better so that you can achieve the premium service company you've always wanted to be in. Definitely. I love that. And so we've had people even come forward and ask, well, our partnership's a good idea. Mm-hmm. And I always start with a big smile because again, we're mm-hmm. in one. If they weren't, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have put my bet on it, nor would Joe have. Mm-hmm. So important distinguishment right off the bat. And again, if I could just highlight, if it's value-centered and you have a difference in strengths, let's go into the strengths difference for a minute if we can. Sure, by all means. Let me involve you and not do a monologue even here. Put you on spot and see if you come up with the answer that I'm thinking right now. Okay. When you think of me and our differences, Mm -hmm. where where do you see the complementary difference that we have, Joe? I see that you and I complement each other in that we complete one whole pie. Now, what I mean by that is this. You are the person who loves getting to 70, 80% of a particular topic. You can see it from the 30,000 foot view, but your level to complete it is you can get it to 80% and then you typically like to move on to something else. With me, I am the hyper analytical OCD nutbag that I am where it's like I complete one task to its 100% capability and I don't leave that task until it's my level of perfect. So whereas you can initiate the initial topic I then can fill in and make sure it's perfect so that we're always in tandem. You start it, I complete it. You start it, I complete it. So that would be the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, I think you nailed it. You did extract that right from my brain. It's like I buzzed it over to you (laughs) on the airwaves that people aren't hearing. Okay, So, so you nailed it. Exactly. If, you know, and I've heard this actually from one of my favorite podcasts, uh, Ed Milet. Mm-hmm. It was a big influence for me for many years. And he would jump on and do the odd solo one. And he did this 15-minute spiel about where his company, World Financial Group, was going in the early years of it. And he mm-hmm. said, I'm doing these team huddle meetings, right? Like, get everyone amped up. Let's go. Have a great day. Have a great week. And he looks around and realized that everyone is like big buff guys like him. He had built a football team, essentially, Right. And so everyone's, yeah, oorah, yeah, let's go. And they're pumped up, but it was a team of yes men. Everyone just loved Ed and being like Ed, and they were Ed. So they just followed like, like Ed and brought the exact same strengths and all had the exact same vulnerabilities. And so there was giant gaps in this company. Mm. This topic gets so big, I should be careful here. Because it really ties into kind of diversity and inclusion here too. Mm-hmm. 
But ultimately, I want to challenge our listeners, our viewers to recognizing the strengths, not just the experience and educations that people um, have as assets on their resume. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense, Joe? I would agree. I, I think that it's one of those things where if we can look at people based on the people they are and not the experiences that they've walked, it'll allow us to understand them better and better allocate people's abilities. 100%. And so one of the huge takeaways from obviously this exception of the first hire, if you have that person in your network and they're able to come into your company and really uh, with a grain of salt almost because you're not well organized yet, you're still figuring things out, you're still building this up and there's someone that can come in and be appreciative of that and help you build it up. Those are often some of your strongest players that you could have. I mean, fundamentally, it's one of the reasons I think that even the office position sticks around so long is because they're often starting in that era and helping mm -hmm. you build it up and having such a strong anchor role in this organization. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. Now, that said, if we're putting someone in the field, something we're going to talk about this week, big time is, and, and of course, if you're following us and picking up all the pieces of our sales process, this industry is only uh, premium service electrical process that actually identifies and and solves the problems of homeowners to the extent of truly having a demand call process, the opportunity call process, and differentiating the two and everything that's important about that. If you're following our lead on this stuff, then wouldn't it be difficult to bring someone in and say, okay, go run a call, go sell to that person? Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that, Joe? So I see that that's a problem that so many people run into in our industry where they're used to just getting someone off the, like off whatever hire they are. And their first thought is to say, all right, I'm going to get this person, get them in a van, let them go. They're, they're already a journeyman of three, four years. They should know what they're doing. And then they send them out and then they don't understand why the customer experience isn't as stellar as if when they were there, it doesn't quite click. So it's good to hire for skill. I mean, it's good to hire for ability and train for skill. But even when you hire for that skill, you've got to inspect to make sure that they have it on a well-rounded enough facet that you could serve it to your customer on a platter. Definitely, definitely. And that's what we're going to dive into all week, guys. So first off, if you've got one of these people in your network and you know that they're complementary to your business and they're going to help you build it up, A, you don't need to make them a business partner to build a bright future. So if we can just say that and have that out of the way, do you have any questions or additions to that piece, Joe? I would say you don't necessarily need a partner to have a better and bigger future. You need to always make sure that you leverage your abilities and the abilities of others as long as your vision is going in the same direction. Yeah, definitely. The vision values, big, huge piece. Now, if you're able to create a situation, and again, we've talked about it before, using tools like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, recognizing what people need in their life and the journey that they're on, then you can create a congruent future for your business and for their personal life where you develop each other. You both get better and have so much to gain from that experience. This is a huge statement. I can't, I cannot say it enough how important that is as a leader of a team. 
there is an example I'm thinking of in our in our client group where we encourage this exact tactic to actually keep a personal journal and check in with your people. Mm-hmm. And our client checked in with one of his young apprentices and it turned out they hadn't had a lot of connection before, but it turned out that this guy was doing a huge amount of lifting for his family at home and broke into essentially a bit of an emotional moment with our client. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I know what a lot of you are thinking, well, I don't want a big emotional moments with my people, but the fact that one of your guys could be that close to just breaking down and having one of those moments and you being the one to make them feel safe enough to have it, that's a huge relationship builder. Not mm-hmm. to mention what our client gained from that engagement was knowing that, wow, this young man is actually staying at home and supporting his family and I know that this is someone that would be loyal to me too, that I could build, um, you know, a position around a future around for that person. Go ahead, Joe. I wanted to touch on that to say that there's also an additional benefit to the actual relationship that you have in your culture, because you need to be the person that allows someone to come to you. Like, have you ever heard the concept where someone says, my door is always open? Yes. But but physically the door is not. Mm. So the main problem that comes down from this is that your client is no different than your employee. They need to see you in the same light. So to stop doing a roundabout answer to this, what I'm trying to say is that you need to be the kind of person that your team can look at and say, yes, I trust this person being emotional with, because if you can get to that point, now there's an actual differentiated reason why they should stay with you not just go someone else. So it's just an extra facet where if you have a better culture, you can talk to your boss, you're more likely going to be able to explain things that aren't going right, which both improves the company and keeps the relationship with that tech longer. I love that. Yeah. I think you you hit it spot on and Ben does too. Ben Davis with us saying this is so good. Thank you, Ben, for joining us. Thanks, I uh, Love you, brother. Keep rocking out there. Now, this whole week's built around this. We've given you the exception to the first hire. You can do it. And the reason that this becomes something that's more doable is because they can act more autonomously, meaning they can act more without you while maintaining congruency with your vision, your mission, which means they'll be able to better pivot and act on impulse if the situation arises where they're still aiming to serve at the highest level like you are. Imagine putting the wrong person in this role. They don't quite have your values and vision down. The level of micromanagement, I mean, you couldn't even leave them alone with a customer without, with knowing securely that they're not going to essentially fuck over your business, right? Land you the one-star review. Jump on in, Joe. Yeah, no, that makes complete sense. And a lot of times I've heard this and I've also experienced it myself where you can hire someone who you believe has all the skill, right? Like, you know, we've hired people in the past that were like, oh, I've been an electrician for 15, 20 years. It's like, oh, great. But when they're not delivering the experience, what they can physically do doesn't matter to the customer. It's like, yeah, you can hire the best person in the world, but if they don't make the customer so happy that they want to call them back, what good was that amazing quality work? Wouldn't it be more important to say I've hired someone that can stand out to an ability to say, you know what? I would come back because of John. He was a great person. I felt like I trusted in my home. We had a great relationship compared to he was all right. The work came out nice, but 
guy was okay. 100%. Yeah. As you're saying that, I can't help, but you know what? I've never said this out loud before, and maybe we'll get... You know, maybe we'll get some uh, some people coming after us for this one, but quality of relationship over quality of work. It's not to say that the work isn't quality, but it is to say that that relationship training has got to be in place. And I think that's a huge piece of this. Mm-hmm. If you want the kind of business that's able to charge hundreds of dollars an hour, beat all the value price objections, convey um, and build rapport and have long lasting relationships where people review, refer and repeat with you, then you've got to have a process in place. Otherwise, you'll never be consistent enough to delegate that. And this week, I have a feeling we're going to be touching on a bunch of that, as well Mm -hmm. as why even a rock star salesperson can't come in and just be your salesperson. There's no way that would work well. And we're going to talk right through that starting tomorrow with the problem around that, how to solve it and the benefits of doing so. I see you stimming, Joe. You're ready yeah. for this one? It's a big I'm week. Right? I'm, I'm already pumped about this week because as I think about it, I can already hear people going, what do you mean the salesperson is not going to be right? What do you mean that you have to like, I was the guy who did great quality work, but still couldn't sell because we couldn't communicate it. So you could be doing the best work ever, but if your values aren't communicated to your client, they're not going to buy. And I'm literally having to reel myself back in for all these things because I know those three topics we could talk hours on. Definitely, man. Can't wait. Let's end this one, though. We're over the 20-minute mark. we got to shut it down before we get too long. couple of mm-hmm. action items, Joe. What do you think? Do you want an all-star? Do you want an action? Do you have anything in mind? Give me the all-star if you're okay with that. Okay. Here's the action for today. I want you guys, I want to encourage you to really think about this leadership piece. Okay. Thinking time is something we've touched on before, but think about what we said just moments ago. Good leaders know their teams. They know the individuals of the team and they know how to enact the individuals to become and and work towards that team. If you currently have people out there who are not at their best, I want you to use this acronym and explore why and what's going on with the simple four letters. Are you okay? Mm. Are you okay? How do you start that conversation? pretty simple. Make time for a sit down. Hey, could we talk for a minute? Yeah. What's on your mind? Hey, what's going on? How are you doing? Are you okay? Is everything good with you? It's that simple. A trusting relationship will begin to break down and allow some room there to deal with the stuff that makes them not okay. And that's stuff that was going to get in the way anyway. I think that's really helpful for people to understand, Joe. You got an all-star? Yeah. So first of all, I I was simply just nodding in the background because I love what you're saying. And I really can imagine so many people in the background wondering like, well, it's got to be more complicated than that, right? So my all-star action is to counteract that argument, right? So a lot of times when people say, how do I initiate that conversation? What do I got to do? How do I break it down to that point? If you didn't take the time to build the relationship, it would already be hard. So my all-star action to you is actually a moment of reflection. 
Is there anyone in your company that you feel that if you were to call them out to lunch today to say, hey, end of day today, I'm getting some lunch. I want you to come with me. Would any employee in your company think of that as they're getting punished? That's the all-star assignment right there. Because if you can recognize that if you were to call someone to take them out to lunch and they think they're getting in trouble, that's the first sign that you actually haven't built a relationship enough to where you couldn't actually do that. And if that's the case, now at least you know where you need to follow, where you need to solve that. Definitely, man. Really good. Really good stuff. This has been another episode, episode 168 of Electricpreneur Secrets, the premium service electricians podcast. Whew, that became a, month, a mouthful when I put the premium service in there. Mm-hmm. Guys, we're here for another four days this week to help you master sales, simplify pricing, and deliver premium level electrical service. So join us again tomorrow to unpack this a little bit more and really dive deep on it. Cheers, Joe. Cheers, everyone. All the best to you all. Take care.